continued heavy fighting. Now, this was revealed in a report by Doctors Without Borders. More than 10,000 people were treated for war-inflicted injuries in 2016 alone. Now, for more on this, we speak to the Head of Communications at Doctors Without Borders, uh, Bori Lagrange. Uh, Bori, a very good morning to you and welcome. Good morning and uh, good morning to your listeners. First and foremost, talk to us about the humanitarian situation in Yemen and has life in Yemen changed dramatically? Well, what we've seen uh, over the last year and a half or so is a dramatic deterioration of uh, the situation that civilians are facing. Um, in Taiz, uh, a city where we've been working for for close on two years now, um, it's basically a situation where healthcare is under siege. And for us, it exemplifies what uh, what many more Yemenis are, are facing uh, when the war uh, reaches into their homes, into the fields that they used to cultivate, into the streets that they try and walk on their way to work. Um, you know, the hospitals simply aren't safe zones anymore. They're being hit by shelling, gunfire. There's even been airstrikes that have hit an MSF support clinic last year. Ambulances uh, are also hit, uh, shot at, uh, sometimes armed men, um, hijack them, these uh, vehicles are confiscated, and this makes it close on impossible for um, the average person in Yemen today uh, to make it safely to what little health care um, there is still to be had in uh, in some of the, the uh, facilities that still persist. Um, so this means that people's health is severely compromised, and it means that their suffering is very much prolonged. Mm-hmm. And this is made all worse by the fact that there isn't a, a sustainable supply of humanitarian um, materials or medical supplies that's able to enter days. Uh, and so this really makes the situation much more difficult. Who has been most affected in war-torn Yemen? Well, I think we may we may assume that it's uh, it's the fighters. Uh, but that's not the case when we start looking at the, uh, the figures that our medical staff tally. So to to give you an example, you mentioned 10,000 or over 10,000 war wounded. Um, in this, for, between October and December last year, um, of those war wounded, at least just for those three months, uh, nearly 2,000 were, were civilians. And of those, uh, a quarter were children and women. Hmm. So it's uh, it's definitely a situation that uh, proportionately affects the civilian population far worse. Now, doc- and, uh, mm-hmm. yes, continue. Now, now, Doctors Without Borders had to evacuate staff in northern Yemen in August last year. What impact has that made to the evacuated areas? Mm. So uh, that was a really hard decision that we had to take, and this was after the facility was directly um, hit. Um, for us, when, when we decided to withdraw from a particular area, it's normally uh, down to, to safety concerns for our staff and also for patients. Now, we've seen so many incidents in um, the last year or so in Yemen where uh, medical facilities are, are not respected, uh, civilians are not respected by uh, by the fighters, and this means that it's, it's near impossible to assure a person uh, A, quality of treatment, or B, that they will be safe inside that facility. Uh, medical staff tell us that other facilities where, where they've worked in the, in the past have also been subjected to attack. Uh, just to give you one really uh, terrifying example is that a nurse working in an emergency room department has told us that um, she'd experienced bullets hitting an incubator in a neonatal department where she and a colleague were working in Thai city center. So um, that's uh, a completely uh, unacceptable and impossible situation to try and live with. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there a sense that uh, doctors without borders will, will evacuate more staff out of Yemen? 
No, for the time being, we're going to remain working in 10 governance uh, where we do um, have uh, staff and where we support medical uh, medical facilities. So it's important also to note that we work with a mix of staff, so it's international staff, but also local Yemeni staff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think overall it's also worth to remember that in a city like Taiz, um, most of the medical needs were actually catered for by uh, private um, medical facilities and the rest were taken care of uh, by the public system. Today, there are no public health uh, facilities that are functioning and the private facilities that there are, um, at least four out of the five are partly open, but you can't really compare the level of care that they're providing today with what they were able to do before the, the conflict started. So it's really a dire situation where whatever little medical care there is, it's um, provided sometimes in uh, the private facilities, but the care is so costly that the average Yemeni, is, is, it's near impossible for them to afford uh, paying for, for healthcare. Now, Doctors Without Borders have made calls for the attacks on civilians, the medical structures, as well as the health workers to end. Have these calls been heeded? Um, I think we need to be uh, conservative in our in our optimism uh, for that. Um, you know, once you've made a call like that, it's clearly because your facility has either been hit by shelling or it's been hit by sniper fire or the or the like. To give you an example, so just the general condition. Um, so on the 17th of November, a ceasefire was announced. On that very day, uh, we received 76 wounded and 21 dead. And um, a couple of days later, also another MSF facility was uh, was hit uh, during fighting. So it's definitely not a situation where uh, fighters are, are in any way demonstrating continued respect for medical facilities or the safety of civilians. Uh, fighters position military hardware near hospitals and also their presence in some hospital compounds in that city uh, bring a great risk of uh, incoming fire to those medical facilities. Uh, we've also had a situation where uh, an NSF-supported um, hospital uh, during November, one of the surgeons was forced to operate at gunpoint. So this is just a, a small indication of the, the actual terror that uh, the people experience, medical care uh, providers in particular, um, on, a, on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Bori, that's where we got to leave it. Best of luck to you and your team and all the best there. That was the head of communications at Doctors Without Borders, Bori Lagrange, giving us the latest there from Yemen.